0: So at the end of mass, all of our teachers and the support staff are going to be leaving us early to get over to the school for open house. So before they get out of here or leave, (laughs) uh, I want them to stand up. They're sitting at the back of the church. And let us show them our appreciation for the great school they're running at St. Joseph's. Please stand. Thank you very much. How how important it is to have a very good school in a parish and to teach our children the way of Jesus Christ, who is the way and the truth and the life. It is beautiful. Over the last previous Sundays, we have seen about Jesus being baptized and then Jesus announcing the meaning and purpose of his work and then Jesus calling his disciples to follow him. In today's gospel, we see Jesus at his first day of work. In Mark's gospel, it begins early in the morning, and then in the evening, it ends in the evening when they all gathered around the door to meet him and to be healed. So as a side note, in Capernaum where this happened, there have been extensive excavations in that village where Jesus began his work. And there were two ancient ruins that were found there, that of a synagogue from the third or fourth century, and from this fifth century, uh, an octagonal-shaped church uh, that was built on the foundations of a house. And it is reputed to be the home of St. Peter, where you have uh, the very first church, being Catholic Christian church, being established in that area. So these two buildings symbolize the contrast between the teachings of the scribes and that of Jesus. The scribes were incredibly hostile to Jesus. And shortly after this incident, only one or two more occasions, Jesus was allowed to teach in the synagogue. After that, he couldn't go in again because they wanted to stone him to death. They wanted to kill him. So annoyed, so angry were they at his teaching and it was in direct uh, contradiction to what they were teaching themselves. The scribes operated out of a disposition of purity. They, they believed that everybody has to be pure, to be loved by God. So they created barriers towards people coming close to God, and these were barriers over actions, over certain foods, and over uh, over people. So their emphasis was on being pure and then to judge people and to exclude them whom they considered not to be pure. So, this encounter with Jesus and the unclean spirit is what the teaching of Jesus is all about. Unclean meant incomplete, imperfect, or out of order. It could be very simple that somebody might have a physical challenge or rash on their skin, not even leprosy, or somebody could have been suffering from a psychological disorder or challenge, and they were considered unclean. They were considered impure. They were excluded, and they were excluded from God and from the community as well. I often wonder what this guy was unclean was doing in the synagogue at that time, because he was taking a huge risk. Because if they discovered that he was there, then all of them would have been unclean, and they would all have to go through an elaborate purification ritual to come back into the temple again. So he could have been getting himself in a lot of danger, I guess. He just was so desperate, he wanted to get near Jesus, and that's why he took that risk. Jesus had a very different spirituality. He did not respect the purity boundaries of the scribes, and his emphasis was on compassion. And for those who are into religion, they can fall into one of two camps, emphasizing purity or emphasizing compassion. And we can see that even down to today as well. So the people recognized that when Jesus spoke he spoke with authority. And it's more than just telling people what to do. The word authority comes from the Latin verb augere, which means enabling and empowering people. Enabling and empowering people. And this is the kind of authority that Jesus was living out of. Now we all have to reflect and see which kind of disposition are we operating out of? If we're operating out of the same of the scribes of purity, we have to ask ourselves, do we gossip about people? And when you gossip about something, about somebody else, you're not talking about something very beautiful about them, all right? We all know what I'm talking about. You're talking about something that is perhaps negative about them. So what you are basically saying is the person you are talking about is impure and you're judging them and you're excluding them. If you hold on to resentments towards other people, then once again, you're holding them in the fault that they have committed towards you. So you are saying that they're unclean, they are impure as well. And probably one of the great ones if you are indifferent to the, to other people, especially to people who are vulnerable in any way. If you're indifferent, if you're self-focused rather than other focused, if you don't care about the common good, then once again what you are doing in your disposition towards them, you are convulsing them with messages, with an attitude that does not bring them life. And that is why when Jesus reached out to him, that convulsion was helping him get rid of all the stuff that was making him unclean, that was not giving him life and life in its fullness. And this is what is so important about the other disposition, that of compassion. Because shortly after Jesus, uh, was not allowed into the synagogues anymore. He crossed the boundaries in so many ways. There were physical boundaries that he went away from Jerusalem out to the remote areas. He also crossed psychological and social boundaries. The people who were possessed by the evil one, he, he, he went to them and he freed them. Lord, if you want to, you can heal us. Of course I want to be healed. So he crossed boundaries in so many ways. And that is the essence of what a Catholic school should be about. It should be a fountain of compassion, a fountain of enabling and empowering people, a fountain of helping children to cross boundaries that they encounter in life, that prevent them from loving, that is inviting them to reach out in kindness and compassion towards other people. And that means giving them the courage and the strength to cross physical boundaries, to cross social boundaries, so that other people would come to know the good news of Jesus Christ. Do you know, in a a divisive and a divided world, how wonderful would it be if we could train our children to call, cross the boundaries that separate people in their opinions and in their attitudes. How wonderful would it be if we even crossed those boundaries ourselves. Because what God wants for all people, God wants peace. God wants justice. God wants joy. God wants respect for every human being. And remember, respect is the heart of love. A person can say to you a million times, I love you, but if they don't respect you, it means they don't love you. So we have to learn and teach our kids to respect those who might have a different opinion, a different attitude to life that we have. We have to bring them closer to Jesus Christ, who is the way and the truth and the life. So as we listen to the gospel of today. The gospel of today is as relevant at the time of Jesus and all through the ages up until today. Look at all the strife and all the troubles that are happening in the world, in Islam, in Judaism, in Christianity. No matter where you go, there is that division of those who are seeking purity to exclude people and those who are seeking compassion to include and be kind and include people and show them respect as well. Thankfully our school is doing a great job in teaching our children how to be compassionate, how to be kind and most of all have a profound respect from themselves and other people as well.